Good morning, good morning. It is another blessed morning on today to give God praise and honor and glory. It's such a blessing to be in the land of the living. It is a blessing to just wake up and know that you have another chance. You have brand new mercies on today. Today, I'm going to talk to you about spiritual alignment. As Christians, we should be in the correct alignment with God. We should do as God would have us to do. We should respond the way God wants us to respond, and we should conduct ourselves as God expects us to. Why? Because we're Christians, and because he is our Father, he is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so therefore we should act like it at all times. And when our spiritual alignment is out of whack, we, we begin to do things, we begin to waver in things that was not predestined for us. Those are not the things that God called us to do. And so when I started thinking about spiritual alignment, I thought about um, uh, back in the day, I remember having a car that the alignment was off. And I didn't. I don't know a lot about cars. My father was a mechanic. And um, I had to ask, you know, I've asked some questions like, hey, my car's doing this, da, da, da. So um, what do I need to do? So you, uh, uh, you need your car aligned. I didn't know what that meant, you know, so I just took his word for it and I was like, okay, I need to get my car aligned. I didn't realize, and I noticed my, my tires were wearing out as well because I didn't know what was going on with the car. I'm thinking something was wrong with the steering wheel and what it was, it was the alignment was off. Of course, this was 20 plus years ago, but I didn't know what that was at the time. And so I, when I started researching this, I looked up the word alignment. Alignments mean, alignments mean arrangements in a straight line in the correct position. So when you get your car aligned, you are getting your tires in alignment one with another. So all four of your tires are doing what they're supposed to do. They're going in the direction they're supposed to go in. When you turn, it turns. When you go straight, it goes straight. That's what your car is designed to do. And so once it gets out of alignment, it is doing something different from what it was created to do. So when your car is out of alignment, it, it can veer to the left, to the right, and your, your wheel, uh, your steering wheel can start shaking and trembling and things like that. Your car is out of alignment. So as humans, when we are uh, out of spiritual alignment, we start to veer to the left, veer to the right. We start compromising. We start uh, doing things that we were not, we were never designed to do. We're doing things that we were not created to waver. We were not created to veer to the left and to veer to the right or to drift, if you will. We were created to go walk the straight and narrow. We were created to go in the direction that God is calling us in. When we're in spiritual alignment with God, we are moving straight. We are moving down the path he told us to go down. We're going in the direction he's called us to go down. We are in spiritual alignment with God. And how I know we're supposed to be in spiritual alignment because Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus so we are supposed to think like Jesus we are supposed to act like Jesus we are supposed to talk like Jesus why because he was our example he came here in, in Philippians chapter 2 I won't go through the whole chapter uh, but in uh, Philippians chapter 2 he it show it t- talks about how he came here as a human he came here and he set the example for us and nobody could have done that but him So the father sent his son, Jesus, here to this earth so we can have an earthly example of what Christ looks like, of what we should look like. We should look like him. We should talk like him. We should act like him. We should think like him. 
as humans, we don't have all the capabilities that Jesus has because we're human and we're, we're not perfect. However, because Jesus did make the example and showed us the example, he let us know it can be done. However, because we're not perfect and because we do stand daily and we do make mistakes, those are things that Jesus didn't do. Jesus is perfect and all he do, everything is perfect. He didn't make the errors we make. He didn't, he, he's never sinned. Yet he still came in the, into this sinful world and, and took on this, this flesh, this, this human nature and walked this earth blameless, faultless, without sin and showed us how we're supposed to live. They crucified, he died a, the, the death of a criminal and he didn't do nothing. He didn't think wrong. He didn't talk wrong. He didn't act wrong. He didn't look wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. And he still died the death of a criminal. Why? Because of us. He loved us that much. So when God sent his son, the, uh, Jesus here, to show us the example, died this criminal's death, he still rose again with our power in his hand. And see, because Jesus was so obedient to the Father, he did exactly what the Father told him to do. Because he was obedient, he was so faithful into doing that, not only did did God allow him to come down as a son and to do this, but God allowed his name to be greater than any other name in, in all of heaven, in all of the earth, not just in earth, but under the earth. What's under the earth? Dead folk. So not only is his name greater in heaven, it's greater on this earth that we live in. It's greater even in the dead. No, nothing that has been, nothing that will be, and nothing will come that will be greater than his name because of Jesus Christ. Our example. When you start going through chapters, um, uh, in chapter 2 in, in the book of Philippians, see, in, in verses 1, it was talking about if you got anything out of serving God. If you got anything out of serving him, well, verses one through, uh, let me take it down to 11. Chapter, verses one and two is like, if you got anything out of serving God, then do this for me. That's what the Lord says. If you got anything out of serving me, out, out of uh, being uh, delighted in me, out of comfort, out of love, if you got anything out of serving me, anything out of doing for me, then do this for me. When God asks us to do something, that is a privilege. Do he need us to do it? Not exactly, because the thing about it is this. We are, we are to present ourselves and show ourselves as examples of God. And we need to live. God, do, he, God wants us to live the life that he wants us to live because it's going to draw other people. And the more people we can draw to him, the more people that we can get together and, and get this kingdom business in, a, in full effect. There are so many people who don't know the way. There are so many people that will be amazing uh, warriors for Christ. So many people that will be amazing, amazing um, 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 spiritual leaders for Christ, but they got to be shown the way. It's up to us to show them the way. And see, if when you get to verses three, four, and five, it starts saying, okay, but, but, but check it out. If you're going to, you know, you, you do this for me. However, don't be selfish and don't think more of yourself, but think about other people first. You know, don't just be interested in what you got going on. Think about what other people have going on. Consider them as well. You know, again, uh, verse five says, have my mind. I'm on paraphrasing, but I'm just making it in, in more understandable. Have my mindset. 
have my way of thinking. When you go down a little further from like 6th, 7th, and 8th, it says, and this is just to remind us, this is for free. Jesus was equal to God when he came here. Why? Because they're the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're a Trinity. They're all equal. But God sent the Father. I'm sorry, God sent the Son here as our example. He was still, he was equal to God when he came. But guess what? He didn't allow that to uh, make him come here. He didn't come here with an arrogant attitude. He didn't come here with like, I'm, I'm equal to you. I don't have to do what you say. No, he was still obedient to the Father. Even though they're equal, he still brought him. He brought him right here, okay? He came here. He lived the life that God wanted him to live here. And he lived the life with humbleness. He was, he came here as a servant. He came here to serve. He did not come here to boast, oh, I'm Jesus. I, you know, I'm perfect. But he came here as an example for us. He was the example that how we should walk, how we should talk, the way that there's an old saying that says, um, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And that's what I think about when I think of God sending the sun down here to show us how we supposed to act because we don't know. We think we know. We don't know. Well, that's exactly what he did. He sent Jesus here. Let me come down here and do this myself because this can be done, but you got to want to do it. And not only, like I said, did he not come here with arrogance? He didn't come here with uh, with um, he didn't come here with the, the a heart a hardened heart. He didn't come here with like he's gonna come here and just take over and do things um, the way he wanted to do. He still did the will of God on earth here. He did that. He was our example. And because he was so faithful to and, and obedient to what God called the assignment God gave him, he came down here with the, the spiritual alignment. He came here with the alignment of what we should look like. And when he did it, he came, he lived, he died a horrible death, and he rose again. And because of, see, God is a rewarder of faithfulness. God is a rewarder of the things that he's calling us to do. And no, no, we shouldn't look at it like, oh, I'm gonna get rewarded if I do this for God. No, don't look at it like that. Because let me tell you something, if God doesn't do one more thing for us, if he doesn't do nothing else, he's done more than enough. He's done more than his share. He's done more than we, we could ever even deserve. So we shouldn't act like we're doing God some big favor by serving him. Oh, I'm doing you a favor. No, 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 because when you have a hard heart like that, you ain't you you're, you're glorifying yourself. When you come with arrogance, like I'm this and I'm that, and I got this title and I'm above you, and I've been saved for such and such amount of years, and you just a babe in Christ, and you let me tell you something. You better be careful with what you put your mouth on because I'm telling you, even your speech can be out of alignment with God. You can try you you can live a life and be saying the wrong things. You're out of alignment. You could be saying the right things and living a different way. You're out of alignment with God. It's all got to line up. Um, when you get your car aligned, you get all four of your wheels lined up to do what it's supposed to do, to drive in the direction it's supposed to go in. You don't get one wheel aligned for it to lead the car around. You got four wheels for a reason. So all four needs to be lined up doing what the will of God is. 
So as it carries down more, uh, once you start going down to 9, 10, and 11, as I was saying, God is a rewarder of, of, of obedience. You know, um, he, he placed God's name above every name. And, and because of God being so obedient and carrying out his will, he placed his name above every name. And on that day, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess who Jesus Christ is. Everybody is going to confess. I don't care what religion. I don't care what what cult, what denomination, what whatever it is, what not, what atheist, what whoever. It, the Bible says every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess who Jesus Christ is. So I, I, it behooves you to get to know who Jesus Christ is so you can get in your right spiritual alignment. There's no reason for us to continue to drive a car that's going in multiple directions see when your car is pulling to one side um it's out of alignment and it's just like the devil pulling you to his side he's pulling you or tugging at you and if you start veering that way you start drifting that way then you're going to find yourself in a backsliding stage when you're driving your car and the steering wheel begins to move or it's uneven it's a little wobbly shaking you're moving un- moving uneven. It's just like the enemy stirring you down the path, stirring your car down the path. He wants you to go down. You know, he's taking, he's guiding you. So when your alignment is off, your wheel begins to wobble. Your car starts drifting to one side. And even whenever your 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 car's out of alignment, your wheel will you'll start losing control of the car. Uh, if it gets bad enough, you can lose control where it can veer into the other, the next lane where another car is coming. It can veer into the, onto the shoulder where you can flip your car or end up in a ditch or anything. You lose control. When our spiritual alignment is off, the devil is trying to take control. But you got, it's only, it's you that will allow him to do that. So the same way with your car, if you don't get your car fixed, eventually you will either have to buy another car or you're going to have to, you're going to be in, in in over your head with costly repairs trying to fix your car because you let it go on, go on for so long. That's just like the devil. That's what he wants to do to us, to our spiritual beings. He wants to slide his way in, get you to wobbling, getting you to veering off a little bit, veering off a little bit, and eventually you're going to find yourself in a ditch. And he's going to be standing there laughing because that's what his job is, to kill, steal, and destroy. He's looking who he can devour. That's his job. He stay on that job around the clock. It's up to us to stay, keep our alignment right. And see, with your car, your steering wheel, it starts to vibrate, too. And at first, you might, it it feels like uh, the vibration is almost like a a sign of, okay, I know something's not right, because my steering wheel shouldn't be vibrating. That vibration, if you think about it, it could almost be a warning sign, like um, a spiritual warning sign. That vibration is like, okay, you see something's not right. You're vibrating. You're not supposed to vibrate. You're supposed to ride smooth. It's like, think of that as being like a, a, um, a uh, think of it in a way of it being that warning sign. Okay, wait a minute. Why am I vibrating? Let me see what's going on. Why am I veering to the, to the left? Why am I veering to the right? Why is my steering wheel wobbling? What, what is going on? You got to start looking at these signs because the enemy is present at all times. And then whenever you don't get your car aligned, your wheels, your tires will start to wear out. You can put some brand new tires on a car that is um, out of alignment and you'll go through those tires in a month or two. 
and you're trying to figure out what in the world happened to my car. I just bought these tires. Why am I replacing my tires? Because you didn't fix the alignment. You know, that that's just like saying you can cover up or you can try to hide something that you're doing. But if you ain't got the, the root of the problem fixed, it's going to eventually show itself. It's going to wear out. Because what, one thing about it is you can fake something for a little while, but you can't keep it up forever. After a while, the real thing is going to pop out. So when you put some brand new tires on a car that needs alignment, you're just setting yourself up for failure and you're going to be in your your purse or in your wallet pulling out more and more money because you're trying to to cover up the problem instead of fix the problem. And then, uh, last but not least, um, when when your car is um, out of alignment, the tires are beginning to squeal a little bit when you turn. And then, and I've I've had this experience as well, when you hear the scrubbing, when you're starting to break, um, when your brake pads or your brake shoes start wearing out and you got to replace them. And if you wait too long, every time you hit the first, you might hear it once or twice. And then eventually you'll start hearing it more frequently. And then eventually you hear every time you hit the brakes. And then eventually it'll get to the point of where the the brakes are scrubbing from the time you tap the brake until you press it all the way down. It's just scrubbing. And it's the most annoying and annoying sound you ever want to hear in your car and it's like oh my goodness i'm not saying you should let it get to that point but i've i've done it like i said it's been 20 plus years ago that i didn't always know what was going on with the car but i've heard it i've done it and i'm telling you what it is is a recipe for disaster because when your brake tires i'm sorry your brake shoes or your brake pads wear down eventually you're going to find yourself having to replace your rollers and when you start having to replace, now you're getting more into the make of how the wheel is even put together because you let a problem continue on for way longer than it should have. See, the danger is when you're out of spiritual alignment, see, okay, look, a car, you can spend money in, you can buy a new car. The danger of being out of spiritual alignment, you only have one soul. Either you can fix it or you can lose it. That's it. How do you fix it? Give it to God. Let him show you. Let him be our example, like in Philippians. He, he, let this mind be in, in you. That's also in Christ Jesus. You're supposed to think like him. Even though we don't have Jesus walking with us here on earth, like they did back in the biblical days, we still. he left us with a comforter. He left us with the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. So we still have an example. Because let me tell you something. When the Holy Spirit lives within you, you can't do all the things that you want to do, not at pe- not peaceably. And if you do this, because you're ignoring it. But that Holy Spirit, when it's in you, it's going to let you know when you're doing something you ain't got no business doing. Now, it's up to you to carry out the act or to say, you know what, I don't need to do that. It's up to you. God is, he does not force us to do anything. So it's up to you to do what he's calling you to do. It's up to you to make, the Holy Spirit helps us to live right. It helps us to make the right decisions and become more Christ-like. It's up to us. So do you want to please our Heavenly Father? Do you want to be called his child? Do you want to be sure that one day you will be able to rest in his loving arms? That's, that's, That's something to think about. Let's get in alignment with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The name that is greater than any other name. The name that is above any other name. And it's so simple. It's just like ABC. You just say, Father, come into my life and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you lived, died, and rose again. 
and you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive them in Jesus' name. And just like that, ABC, you accept him, you believe in him, and you confess your sins. And when you have done that, you are putting yourself in the right spiritual alignment with God. And when you do that, nothing you've ever done can haunt you or hinder you from anything. You belong to the most high God. And you he will protect you from the enemy because he's coming, he's roaming, he's doing what he's he's, he's on his job. But God will he will protect you from the enemy. He will supply every need that you have because guess what? The righteous won't be forsaken and they will not be begging for bread. He gives us everything we need. And truth be told, he gives us most of what we want too. And he will keep you in perfect peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. Only God can give you that. So let's get in alignment with God. Let's stand on the promises of God because he will surely keep you in perfect peace. He will keep you in spiritual alignment. He will do all that he said he will do. It's up to us to do what we're called to do so that we can be destined for greatness. I love you all with the love of Jesus and as always, be blessed until next time.